Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with Melissa Charlton, the team leader of the husband and wife team, the Charlton Advantage, which is based out of Milton, Ontario, just west of Toronto. In this episode, Melissa shares with us the key strategies that led to their success and how they became the dominant team in a brand new market with zero circle of influence. Stay tuned for this awesome interview. You won't be disappointed. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hey everybody, Rich Forney here from the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, and today I'm super excited to have with us uh, Melissa Charlton from the Charlton Advantage base out of Milton, Ontario. For our listeners who are outside the country, that's just east of Toronto. It's a suburb of Toronto. Thank you so much. West of Toronto, west of Toronto. (laughs) Oh, sorry, west of Toronto. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm losing my mind. That's okay. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> We're not perfect on the podcast, but we are consistent. Yes. And thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Um, you have an extraordinary business, in my opinion. Thank uh, you. Um, you and your husband have mm-hmm. a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have children. You're busy. Yes. It looks like you have nine people on your team total. Yes. Um. You're producing at a level that very few people produce at. You're with Royal LePage. Yes. The Canadian branded company. Um, Melissa, this podcast is about trying to figure out what creates a peak result in someone's business and life. And you and your husband and the team are creating peak results in the real estate business. How are you doing it? What's the magic sauce for you? If I knew... You know what? I'll tell you what works for me. If I knew the, the answer to that question, the magic sauce, I would be very, very rich. So <laughs> now I'm sure you started off in the business and someone just gave you an amazing database to start oh, with. Yeah. And you just knocked it out of the park within your first two months. I'm sure that's yeah. what happened. Totally. Totally. Um, well, if you want to go back to kind of where we started and, and how Dude. it grew, um, basically Chuck was, we were in the city. I was finishing up my last year of university. Uh, I was a nursing student. Chuck was a graduate of kinesiology. And when we saw kind of what our options were in the real world, we weren't too keen on it. And so Chuck started with a, um, a team out in, uh, in Toronto, Blue Thomasonian Associates. We were living downtown. I got my uh, real estate license at the same time as finishing my fourth year in university. And then the second I was done school, we decided to move to a suburb, Milton, where no one knew us, liked us, or trusted us. $40,000 in debt. Not any clue how to do real estate, really, how we were going to build this from the ground up. And we had to make it happen. So we did. You burned the bridge. We burned the bridge, exactly. That's what we always say. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we always say. So, you know, we really, we, when you have no choice but, but to succeed, like we were going to be financially ruined if we didn't succeed. It really puts a fire under your butt to make it happen. You know, we moved up to Barrie, didn't know anyone. Same mm-hmm. Three kids, like what do we do? 
right? Yeah. We had no yeah. choice. No choice. Made the decision. And I think it's really interesting about you guys is that the level of maturity that you had at a very young age. Yes. So you weren't late university graduates. You were normal age in terms of graduate. I was a couple of years later only because I started in kinesiology like Chuck and then I switched into nursing. But again, yes, we were, we weren't, it wasn't later in life. Um, while our friends were out partying at the bar and spending weekends at the cottages, like we put our head down and we just worked like dogs. Like we worked like crazy because we knew that's what we had to, what we had to do. Like the heavy lifting is really in the beginning. Where did this level of maturity come from at a young age? Because I'll be honest with you, Melissa, I was on top of a bar till my late 20s. And the only reason why I grew up was because I met my wife at 30. So, <laughs> so I'm intrigued with where did this level of maturity come from to buckle down and make a decision early on? You know, it's interesting. Like, Chuck and I had our fun in university. But, you know, that we got married, I was, we got married fairly young. Like I was 23, Chuck was 26 when we got married. Um, and really, I think it was just, we were very focused on what we wanted to achieve and our goals. I think that really like it pulls you through, like the bigger vision for your life will always pull you through the day-to-day -day decisions. And that's where a lot of us came from. That's where a lot of it came from. Also, we both had a really great work ethic. Um, Chuck came from, you know, his dad was a mechanic. His mom was a bus driver. He did not come from, you know, a family that had a ton of money. I came from a family where my dad was a Catholic high school principal and expected very high standards from me. And I was expected to, you know, get straight A's and be the competitive dancer and have a part-time job and juggle all these things. So really ingrained a work ethic in me that carried through into adulthood and when you got started you know if people don't understand the southern ontario real estate market let's let's put it into context for the world i mean okay. i'm in 15 countries now i'm um listening so the toronto real estate board um has 55,000 real estate agents. So maybe 10 years ago, it had 42,000. Okay, so yes. 42,000, then you have all little boards surrounding those areas. So you're probably in competition with about, in the beginning, probably around the 50,000 person number in a two hour radius. Yes, yeah. And then you go to an area that you don't know anyone. Yep. No circle of influence. Nope. No database. In debt, so no capital spend on lead gen. Okay. Um, like, this is like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, the best part was is that we walked into the REMAX office in town, and the agent who was on duty looked at us and went, you're never going to be successful here. <laughs> no one knows you. No one knows you. People do business with people that they know. And so we walked across the street, joined Royal Page, and made $200,000 our first year. So that was our goal at that time. At that time, it was a monetary goal. It's changed. Your values have changed over the years. And, uh, and you know, you kind of, you just make, make it happen. We were very lucky, though, um, in the sense that Chuck, you've met Chuck, right? <laughs> you've Not met him person. We've had cocktails at parties. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, we're both nerds. Like, we're total nerds. We love real estate marketing. And and we um, were very into buy referral only at that time. 
and we would listen to like how people would create these amazing, very um, different businesses than what the traditional real estate agent was doing at that time, 15 years ago. And also Chuck was exposed to Dean Jackson, who very, like he lived the town over half the year when he wasn't in the US. And so he became friends with him through his marketing program. One day, Dean Jackson shows up in front of our very modest little home in Milton in his like Mercedes BMW. And you know, they're out, he just picked up Chuck and they were out and about filming like a guide to Milton neighborhoods in 2007 when like video wasn't even a thing. So we were always doing things that were very different from what everyone else was doing in our marketplace. And that is what really set us apart and gave us a foothold. And that's how we started. Yeah. And so do you mind if I go there a little bit about, so can we granular into the business and ebb and flow through the emotional part of the business, which I think is the magic holy sauce, but that's my opinion. (laughs) You do some things that are very unique and I'm assuming it's very labor intensive and it requires a lot of effort and work to do that. So, um, if you're open to it, you do something um, which is a daily watch listing update, uh, home watch. We do some, we do, okay. So we have Milton Daily Homes, yeah. which is uh, sent out five days a week, which is a review of all the homes that hit the market in Milton um, within that time period. So Chuck goes into like what, what you should look out for this property. There's going to be like, you know, three-story townhomes built in that green space. Like all that insider information you would tell a client as if you were standing right next to them wow. is mass sent out to, um, I believe there's close to 3,000 people on that, on just the Milton Daily Homes email list. So we send that out five days a week. And then there's the Milton Sold Watch. So this one is geared more towards sellers. So it's what's sold in the market where we send out the sales for the past week. And again, we give some you know, um, good real life advice about what, what to look for, what happened, trends, et cetera, et cetera. And now we've gone and niched in the past um, few months where we just started the Milton Condo Report because that's a new niche that's really developing in our area. But it's the same, the same kind of situation where you're building an email list and then you're providing people with really great information they love to consume. And you know what? I just want to stop for a moment. This is what I've come to understand about producers and people who serve a lot of people. Um, you're sharing information. Yes. Tactics, strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 99% of people who are listening to this podcast today will not execute on the idea. Mm-hmm. And if they did, things would change. Yeah. yeah. I cannot understand how much work that is to produce that content. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at your content. I have not jumped into your database because I, had, I didn't ask for permission yet to do that. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually. And I always like to ask permission to if I'm going to look for someone, whatever someone else is doing. I, I, I'm assuming that the level of effort and time that it takes to create this, to make it look nice, the data, if he's actually going out and looking at different properties and putting that data in there, it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. How many hours a week? It's actually not that bad. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're lead converting, Okay, let's say the average agent or high producing agent is lead converting two hours a day, five days a week, 10 hours, let's say. And they're writing individually each email or piece of value for that particular lead. Like they're not even your client yet. 
imagine just pulling, you know, the properties that have come to the market and just writing one email where every single person is going to get an item of value if they're looking for a home in Milton and sending that out. How much easier is that versus the two hour lead conversion that you typically would be doing? Right? So yes, in terms of developing templates or pulling like the list of homes that can all be leveraged out. Typically like our admin would pull the list of homes for check and it would be ready in his email box in the morning. When he was doing a video, which we took out that part within the past uh, couple of years, but when he was doing a video in addition to writing all the content, it was edited by our admin, right? So Chuck, all he's doing is writing the email. That's all he's doing. It's, it's the most important part, right. but that's where his time goes towards. Now, I, I saw a video of him on the site where if someone wants to sign up, he's got a great video. The scripting is very good. He's very calm and collective and he's got great presence on the video. Um, is there a reason why you stopped producing the video for those updates? So I think Chuck, at one point he was falling a little bit out of love with it. Like we've been doing this for over a decade and um, you can imagine like how intense the scrutiny was, especially when we started doing this where Chuck was giving an honest opinion of, you know, what, what people should know about real estate in Milton in terms of each individual property. We were reported to Rico probably five or six times. Knock on wood, nothing ever became of it. And it was never really the public. It was just agents who had their feelings hurt, if we're going to be honest, right? right. Um, there with you. Pardon? Chuck there with you. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no it's, it's interesting. I know there was like, just kind of side note, there were some comments today and someone made a post and it's a, it's a lead capture post. About, and this is, I won't go into honesty. Yeah. This is something that I find that's skewed in the industry sometimes about data. Except there's an agent team up here saying, real estate values are up 12% in the last seven days. Mm -hmm. And I, it was all I could do to not say, no, it's not true. That's not happening. You know, yeah. I think we're leveraging incorrect information for the public and they're being misled sometimes. And I think mm -hmm. giving true opinions about what's really happening. Yeah. That's what the public really, really wants. Honesty and truth. 100%. 100%. If you look at what's happening in the news, like it's completely skewed or they're making sweeping comments about the GTA, the greater Toronto area, right? That may not apply to where you live or even within a certain marketplace, there's different niches and they're behaving in completely different ways. So that's the information that people are interested in. And so you guys decided to make a decision about entering a market, you didn't know anyone, in debt, went against the grain, started yeah. being truthful and honest about what was going on with properties, had yeah. to be upset with that because you were going yeah. against the grain. And yeah. um, where did that strength of character come from to do that and have faith that the activity that you were doing yeah. was going to create a result, even though you didn't have the results to begin with? Where did that faith come from? I don't, it's like, it wasn't even a conscious thing. I think it's just who Chuck and I are, right? And as we, you know, grew our business and had these clients come to us because we were doing things differently, they became extremely loyal. Like we have a 73 percent repeat and referral rate because they know that they can come back to us and have the same level of service and experience right so it's it's keeping the end in mind and being true to yourself also the other thing that I find in our industry is that people are so afraid to have an opinion 
And I feel that's a real problem, right? They're so afraid of what's going to happen if they say something that they're, it's almost like they become a generalist, you know? And I think having a, an opinion in itself and having the courage to put it out in your marketing um, is really what sets people apart. There's a gentleman up east, out west right now, <clears throat> Steve Sotesky, who's doing an amazing job about really talking about the economy and finance. And you know what? Some of his opinions are not popular, but he has garnered a lot of respect within the consumer market. We look to him for real advice, real information about what's currently happening in a particular marketplace out west. And um, <clears throat> that I commend you on. Listen, let's be honest. To run a nine-person team in a, one of the most competitive real estate markets on, on the planet um, is not easy. Plus, you're playing a couple of kids. And, and those sorts of things in the yep. middle of COVID, never mind. So how do you keep it all together on a daily basis, Melissa? Like seriously, as a mom, a wife, team leader in real estate, on demand, like yeah. do you drink a lot of wine or like, like how do you keep them all together, Melissa? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a 90-day challenge right now, health challenge, so I'm not drinking any wine. Um, right? It really comes down to routine. Like my routine is not sexy. It's not exciting. But guess what? I get like a lot. I'm very productive. I get a lot of things done. You know, I'm up at 5am every single day, right? I have a morning routine. I focus on the top three things that are going to move the business forward every single day. And the rest of the things can go by the wayside. So um, in terms of balancing it all, I mean, you just got to find time block, find a routine that works for you and stick to it. Have the discipline to stick to it. That's something I'm always reactive versus being ideas. Everything that I do, they're not new ideas. Like they're all things that people have probably read about or know about at least. It's just the difference is that I'm consistent and, and I do them every day. There's a magic to consistency and I, this is where we fall down. You know, this all started because there was a gentleman that asked me a question. I know what to do. Why don't I do it? And there's a gap yeah. between knowing and doing. And my, my messaging is really scripts, dialogues, the strategy is irrelevant. Because unless you're executing, and how do you fill that gap between knowing what to do and then, and then actually doing it? And you found a way to fill that gap. Yeah. This is why I'm trying to understand why you, yeah. why are you able to fill the gap? Like what yeah. is that program in your mind that's making you do the things that are yeah. necessary to move the business forward? And I'm not sure sometimes even how to ask the question properly. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. You know, I've asked my, myself that exact same question for years because I always wondered, you know, what is it? Like, how do you motivate people? Because like, for example, on our team, we give people every single tool they need to be successful, like systems upon systems, leads, what to say, the client experience is all orchestrated. We have touch points. We have, it's leverage. Like everything is organized. But the thing I cannot do is I cannot make someone pick up the phone or keep in touch with the leads that they're nurturing. That's something that I cannot do for them. And I always question, like, what is it? I used to have this thing where in the early days of our team where the agents set their own goals. 
And I used to say to myself, you know what, if that agent doesn't hit their goals, doesn't hit that finish line, I'm going to put them on my back and carry them across the finish line. Like that was the attitude I had. And it's completely wrong because then you're doing it for them. Right. So I remember I was at a, um, I was at like a Keller Williams kind of, there was a, a guy from the U S and he had a very successful team. And I looked at him and I said, you know, how do you motivate your teammates? Like what, how do you make them do the things that they need to do to be successful? And he looked at me and he, and he said, you cannot motivate the unmotivated. There's something intrinsically within you that makes you do those things, right? That's something we can't teach and we can't, train through either you you do it or you don't there's a broker i think you know him i won't say his name but he says to me rich it's either you 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 have it or you don't and i don't agree with him and i understand why he's jaded that way um and i get that Uh, i think there's a reason why i think you can you can reprogram someone to make them do the things that are necessary but um i completely agree you can't motivate them it has to be an internal motivation to create that. You can't insert the motivation. And that's where I think a lot of us fall down. Um, when you look at our industry today, mm-hmm. what would be the top three things that an agent can do today if they were entering into a market to create that peak result that you've created? Today, right now, starting right now with all the technology, all the competition, all the lead gen systems, what do you do? That is definitely, you've got to get out and meet people. Okay, that's the first thing, right? And then you leverage technology to keep in touch with them. So however you want to do that, whether it's through networking groups or chamber of commerce, I'm thinking of all things that are like very, very low cost. Um, Open houses, like anything that you can do to get in front of more people for free, that is what you want to do. So that would be my best advice. It's not groundbreaking, it's not original, but you just have to get face-to-face with as many people as possible. Start a list so that you're communicating with those people through email, providing them items of value, keeping them you know, up to date on what's happening in the marketplace so you position yourself as the expert. And then they'll come to you when the time comes, right? But you have to be consistent with that. So it's like, make a list of people, give them good stuff, and they will come to you. Like, that's basically it. And then you just become more sophisticated in that process. But the messaging and the activity is still the same. You may leverage video, you may leverage other things, but it is about communicating in such a way that when someone says, hey, I want to talk to that guy. Hey, I want to talk to that guy. Hey, I want to talk to that guy. Or girl, 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 right? Yeah. Um, why is there such a big failure rate in our industry? You're 90% churn rate in our industry, but yeah. you didn't churn out or your husband yeah. didn't churn out. Yeah. So what makes you so special? I think that one of the big reasons why there's such a big failure rate in our industry, well, there's a couple of different reasons. I think that when people are done their courses, they have absolutely no clue what to do. Like they don't teach them anything of value. Um, and so they're just kind of thrown out of, you know, their, their courses or school or whatever into the real world and expected to, you know, swim when there's sharks like me in the water, right? Um, the other part is, is I think that people don't treat it like a business. Right. They go into it because they are, they're good with people 
and they think it's a quick buck and they want to they want they like houses or design or whatever the bullshit i've heard over the years like that's not what it is it's a business that doesn't mean you don't treat people with kindness and you're not you know it means that you're honest with them but at the end of the day you need to treat it as a business right i've met many people who said this to me they said well i like granite i like the housing i like the decor and i'm like this is an interior designer (laughs) right this is about connecting with people real estate just happens to be the commodity that we trade in But our business is about how many people did I communicate on a given day about buying or selling a piece of property and in doing it in such a way that I add value, I'm ethical, and I provide the right information so they can make the right decision at the right time for themselves and for their family. And I have to repeat daily that activity, and that's it. And you repeat it even on the days where you don't feel good or you're tired or maybe some other area of your life isn't going as planned right? It's you, you pick yourself up and you do it anyways, because you know, that's what needs to be done. How do you keep yourself in that space, Melissa? Emotional strength? Where, like, how do you do that? It, I, there's no words. It's just the way it is. Chuck is the same way as well. We both share that, that, you know, that drive. It just comes from somewhere. Yeah. And this is that thing that I want to bottle. Um, what is that? And, um, I'm not, I have some ideas about it and, I've, and as we look and share time with awesome professionals like yourself, um, there's start, answers are starting to become way more clear to me. Um, when you look at our industry, will technology change our industry, Melissa? Like, will it replace some of us? I think all the best technology or, or whatever comes out, like the stuff that we don't even know about yet, what it should be leveraged to do in our industry is to keep our relationships with people. Okay. So it, it's like high tech, high touch. It won't just, it's not, it's not going to erase. Like you still have to be in rapport and relationship, caring, all those things need to be communicated to your clients. So whether it's, you know, through technology or spending time with them, I really feel like that's just going to be a, some, a vehicle that we use to keep in touch with our clients. When you look at being in a, um, a husband-wife relationship team and then life and then real estate, sorry, Mike. That's okay. <laughs> She's my partner in the back end. Um, you know, um, how, like if Chuck's having a really bad day, um, kids are crazy, three deals just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you guys, as a, as a couple, keeping yeah. that thing from distri- like this game is hard some days and it can wreck a relationship. If you don't mind, for yeah, the people, like how do you guys keep it together? How do we keep it together? I think <laughs> that, okay, as husband and wife, and people ask me this all the time, like how do you work with your, with your husband? You know, how, how is it? How can you stand it? First of all, we have very different and defined roles in our business. So we have our independent things that we work on. So it's not like we're sitting side by side working with each other every single day. Um, I think that when you have goals and you share those goals, like as business partners and as a couple, that's really powerful. I would, I would argue it's a lot harder for people, for couples who aren't in this business where one person is and one person isn't 
because if that person isn't home and they're out working and, and hustling and doing all the, that, you know, what they should be doing to be successful and the other person is at home, they, there might be that resentment because they're not sharing that goal. So I think it's really powerful as a couple when you both have that shared vision of what you want to accomplish. In terms of bad days, we've been in this business long enough. Like there are some days where you just get your, your heart ripped out. Like even after, you know, the thousands of transactions and people we've helped over the years, like there are still some that just like, they just get you. And what Chuck and I usually do is we give, we allow ourselves to have like that one day that it happens, that one day to feel shitty about it. And then you forget about it the next day and you go next, you know, next, let's find the next. And it sounds, so it's, a, it's allowing yourself to be human and acknowledging that you're impassioned, you care about people, you, you want them to know that you care. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's allowing yourself to get hit, say, yeah, you know, and then you got to get back up. And some people yeah. say, you, you know, you can't let it affect you, but if you're human, yeah. it can affect you. It, it'll 100% affect you, especially if you don't share those values. You're like, how could that person do that? You know, even like, I've been in the the business for 15 years and I've seen a lot of stuff and I still am surprised how could that person do that right so it's okay to feel feel a certain way about those things if you were to start today Melissa would you join a team or would you go right on your own if god forbid everything was taken away from me yeah. let's pretend like everything was wiped out I had nothing and I had to start from zero I would join a team a hundred percent because I know what it took to build those systems to build like everything that we've built over the years to have to start that from scratch and the blood, sweat and tears that went into that would be overwhelming for me right now. Um, I don't think I would do that. I'd rather join a team that has that figured out and I could just go be an agent than have to build it from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. We've built it from scratch in the last four years and there's been, those been those moments where I didn't know anyone and I didn't know that street. Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure it out. And in the stress with, with family and I think joining a team, it allows you the ability to be an agent, to be good at your craft, to yeah. be able to negotiate and do the things that you need to do, but leave the systems in the process to somebody who's already doing it. I think that, you know, if you looked at like the perfect agent, the perfect agent who is amazing with clients and amazing at negotiating and all, and all that, you know, all that good stuff, they might not necessarily be good at all the systems and the counting and the details and all that other stuff that's super important that you have to keep an eye on, like where you're spending your money, what's working, what isn't working, and being on top of the marketing, which is huge right now, like it's changing so fast. Like, that person doesn't necessarily want to deal with all that crap or isn't particularly good at it, right? So it's really um, setting them up in a position of success. Got it. Do you take any time off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I get uh, Saturday and Sunday off. Um, I don't work with clients. I work with a handful. I'm going to get more into the client stuff, which every agent who has kind of achieved the team leader thing where they're removed from working with clients goes, you're crazy. Like, how could you do that? But I really, really love working with clients. I'm good at it. So I'm going to probably have a handful of clients, like 10 to 12 deals, let's say a year that I work on. Um, in addition to all my other stuff that I do on the team. 
but I get Saturday and Sunday off. Um, and Chuck basically is good with time blocking his time. So if he wants to have like an afternoon by the pool at our house, he will time block that and not book any appointments during that time. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And we take vacations and everything like when we take a vacation, I can shut off my phone and I have, I've shut off my phone for 10 days and the team took care of it. Like I, I have that level of confidence in the people that I work with that I don't need to be the person to fix it. That's amazing. And I think that is the holy grail for anyone who's running a team. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's taken time to get here, but I really, really trust the people who I have now. When you look out, <clears throat> does the brokerage matter? I, I, you know, you don't have to really answer, but does it matter or is it more or less somebody you connect with in the brokerage? Um, I think I, I really, I really don't think it matters. The reason I stay with Royal page is for chairmans. When you're in the top 1%, um, you kind of, it's almost like this little club where we all talk to each other and share best practices. And, you know, we go on that chairman's trip once a year and have that bonding experience. And Phil Soper is really, really an amazing guy and great leadership. And that's why I stay with Royal Page. Also, my brokers are great as well, like here. Um, but in terms of like training and, and ongoing learning, I'm really getting that through my peers and through like outside coaching. Yeah, so, what we've seen as well. It's you really have to be an advocate for yourself in the yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like, there's so many different trainings and everything like that. You really got to focus on what you're struggling with and find training that will help you overcome that. Is there one piece of advice? Actually, you know, I'll put you on three pieces of advice, Melissa, that you would give your children today if they were to enter the space. What would that be? Like I could say anybody, but now I'm going to narrow it down because I want it personal. Your kids, what would you tell them today to do if they were entering the game? Who do they have to I, Well, one of the most important things is they need to surround themselves with other people who are being successful. Like not only does that rule apply to your friends that you hang around with, but it applies to agents. Um, what I see is I see a lot of agents and this is another thing I see with people who um, don't succeed is that you know they hang out in the office let's say or they don't even come into the office which is worse they're not hanging around anyone and they're hanging around people who are doing the same production level as them and they may all be struggling and so they're all looking at each other like you know clearly other people are the problem I think that it's important to hang around with either the people that you want to get to their level or people who are doing it at a, at a great level. I think that's really critical. Um, what else? I think that if you're starting a business, what I would tell Vivian and Claire is that whatever you do in real estate, you want to create an experience that you would want to experience yourself. I think that oftentimes, especially the longer you're in the business, you stop think you, you, you can't think about, um, you don't think about it through the lens of the consumer. You think about it through the lens of the agent. And I think it's important to think about it the other way. And God, what other piece of advice would I give them? God, just be super honest because your reputation is everything. I think that's really, really important. And that's really important to me and the people I hire and also um, the people that work on this team. Like you do something that sacrifices our reputation, you're fired. There is no, there is no if, ands, or but around it. 
I believe that you guys really like what you do still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why I want to work with clients again. Right. I, there's a magic to liking you know, what you do. I know I shouldn't, I, but you know, just just like a little, just a little, a little something, a little something to uh, to keep me keep me connected to people a little bit more. But uh, but yeah, Chuck and I love what we do. I mean, I think it's a really exciting time. I feel like when I wake up in the morning, like I feel like we're just getting started. You know, people look at Chuck and I like we have it all figured out every day. Like we wake up and we think, how are we going to make it better? You know, it's like a, a puzzle that needs to be solved and it's never finished. So that's something that that's how I think about our business. And that's what gets me up every day and to continue to improve. I don't ask this question very often, but I'm it just sometimes you got to go with the flow. And what's next for you guys? Like, is there a grand plan that you haven't let anyone else know about like is there something else going on that you know we'd love that we should all know about you know I think that what in terms of it, it would be more lifestyle aspirations yep. like we want to get to the point where the business doesn't depend on Chuck's production which right now it does we don't have enough agents that we could just leave and you know it would be profitable right yep. so we'd like to get to a point where it doesn't um affect his you know it won't affect the business if he if he took a step back or yep. worked on the business that would be like the next level of what we want to achieve and then also in terms of um our lifestyle what i would like to do is for one month out of the year in the summer i want to take a month off and go and live in a country with our kids yep. so that's really the goal and that's when I know, you know, we're, we'll be on our way to kind of figuring things out, I think, at that point. That's an amazing. And hopefully you got a vision board and you're doing the things and you're seeing it happen. Um, I appreciate you. I, Thank you. I, you know, what you and Chuck together as a married couple have achieved so far, have created, is, is extraordinary. Thank you. I see so many relationships getting blown apart in this game of real estate. And so watching you from afar about an hour away from each other <clears throat> and I watched you guys on social media and I pay attention <laughs> I'm trying to learn as much as I can and I appreciate everything you're doing and thank you thank you for being um, a person in the industry that is um, trying to raise the bar and it's not about the transaction it's about the number of people that you're serving and absolutely that, that comes across to me so thank you so much for being you thank you thank you so much um, I appreciate you. Thanks for spending some time with us. I believe 100% that the people who've listened to this will take what you've said and they need to act on it though. This yeah. is the, they need to act on it. They need to execute on something, whether it's not in the real estate business and we got Olympians on here and we got some other people that are coming on. They need to execute on these ideas and that is the magic holy elixir that I feel that is what you've done. You've executed on your thought. Well, if someone watches this video and executes on anything that I've said, I would love to hear about it because I love, I love, you know, sharing success and I would love to see other people get there as well. How can they reach out to you today if they are anywhere across the country in the U.S. Yeah. if they want to send you business or they just want to reach out to you? What's the best way? For sure. So, um, you know, social is always good. So I'm on Facebook and then also uh, Mel Charlton Real Estate 
in um, on Instagram. So that's always a great way to connect with me and send a message that way. That's probably the easiest way. And then there's also email melissa@charltonadvantage.com, and our website is uh, charltonadvantage.com. That's amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for being you. And I can't wait to connect with you at a social event, maybe out in Prince Edward <laughs> County again. Yes. Yes. That'd be good. Thanks again, Melissa. I give my best to Chuck. I will. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.